this week on The Startup Life. That the way of behaving that's natural to you is not acceptable. And that you have to do and be someone else in order to be accepted. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Heather Dominic, founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Startup Nation, do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We have Heather Dominic in the building for us today. How's it going, Heather? It's great. I'm so happy to be here with you, Dominic. Awesome. Are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? Absolutely. Awesome. So Startup Nation, this is the Startup Life brought to you by the Binge Podcast Network. So Heather, first things first, tell us about your path for entrepreneurship. Sure. I will try to keep it as simple as possible. Okay. Um, so I have been self-employed for 15 years. And before that, I was actually a high school drama teacher. So the step into being self-employed was absolutely a major shift. And I really loved the work that I was doing as a high school teacher, but I was just very, felt very suffocated in terms of the system. And so also when I started my business, it was right around the time of 9-11. And I I live, work, and I taught at the time in New York City, and there was absolutely uh, an impact. I mean, I know there was an impact for for all of us, no matter where we were, but there was absolutely an impact for those of us who were here in the city at the time. There was kind of like this energy of, you know, no reason to wait, and I, I would definitely say looking back, I don't know if I would have said it then, but looking back, I can say that probably really played a part in the courage that I had to take the leap, as well as just some, you know, good old naivety. <laughs> <laughs> Got gotcha. No idea what I was getting into. Um, so I started my first business as a nutrition and wellness coach. And I did build that business up to a full practice in about nine months time. And I was really, really stressed out, absolutely terrified uh, as part of the process and really ended up facing a lot about myself and my beliefs, because though I had built that practice up to full capacity, I was not generating very much money. I had pretty much actually matched my salary as a public school teacher. Right. And then 
who knows anything about public school teaching knows that that's not very much. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and I had all these business expenses. So that really started me on this path of really taking my spiritual life and beginning to really infuse it into this process of being self-employed. And that really led me to the second incarnation of my business because then other wellness practitioners were asking me, you know, what I was doing to be able to be full time in my business. And I started sharing and I made the shift into really being able to teach marketing and selling from more of a spiritual perspective. And from there brought my business across the million dollar mark for the first time about five years in. And I would love to say that it was this fabulous, joyous experience, but it was not. (laughs) It was the exact opposite. Um, I really, really kind of spiraled down into a dark night of the soul. I was absolutely overwhelmed. I was overworked. I was overexhausted. And I really started to question everything about what I'm doing, the way I was doing it. And that led me to learn that I am what is referred to as a highly sensitive person. Okay. And when I first heard the term highly sensitive, although I had never heard it before, I thought, yeah, that probably makes sense. When I took one of the assessments from Dr. Elaine Aaron, who's the founding researcher of the highly sensitive person, mm-hmm. again, it didn't surprise me that I was highly sensitive, but what surprised me was how highly sensitive I was. Gotcha. I was absolutely off the charts, highly sensitive. And because I've always been a believer and I teach in my foundational principle trainings that your ideal client is a version of you, I took one of Dr. Aaron's assessments into a group of 25 women entrepreneurs that I was coaching at the time, had them take the assessment, and not so much of a surprise, every single woman in that room was also highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. But what did really surprise me was that not one woman in the room wanted to be highly sensitive. They really saw it as a detriment. They saw it as a weakness, as a negative label. And that was really the beginning of what is now the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. I thought something very important is happening here. And for those of us who are highly sensitive, we must really learn how to approach our, our business in a different way so that we can really embrace who we are. We can really use it to serve us in our work and be able to you know, be rewarded at a high level as a result. And so <clears throat> I think that's the shortest version I can give today. <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. No, there's a lot to unpack there. And you bring up something that, you know, reminds me when I was a kid, you, you talk about being uh, there during 9-11. I actually, you know, I, I was not in New York uh, at, at that time, but like I think I had just graduated high school maybe a few months before that happened. And I, I always say that's the day I became an adult mm-hmm. because like everything just kind of changed that day. So uh, I, I was just thinking about that when you brought that up. But yes. I, I wanted to ask you really quickly, you know, uh, do you miss teaching at all? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great, great question. Yeah. I would say the answer is yes and no. So right. the, 
the good news is, is that uh, the work that I do now and the way that I work with uh, the members of the Business Miracles community, you know, of highly sensitive entrepreneurs is there's a lot of teaching and training uh, that is part of how I run the Business Miracles mentoring programs, especially the in-person training retreats that I hold uh, twice a year, uh, where I have the opportunity to be, you know, in person with our members uh, for you know some good solid training time. And I do miss the traditional classroom and working with high school students. Okay. Um, it's just a, a different experience, you know, than working with adults. Sure. And I do not miss the system. I have to say that for sure. No, I and, totally understand that. Yeah. And I have friends who have stayed in the system and, and, you know, I don't know if I would say it's gotten worse. Maybe not others would say that, but you know, it's definitely, let's say more restrictive. It really restricts the teachers in terms of how they're able to teach and how they're able to do the work, you know, with the young people. So for sure, yeah, for sure. Hey, Startup Nation, I want to chime in about something really quickly. It comes from Heather's answer, which is why I wanted to ask her. So this is for those particular individuals who, you know, in Startup Nation that have your traditional nine to five job, right? And so you want to start a company, but you're not exactly sure in which direction you want to go to. This is where you really just keep it simple. Think about the skill that you've acquired from your current nine to five job and how can we transition that skill into an entrepreneurial venture? Is it sales? Is it something that, you know, that like welding, like there is some type of skill that you've learned on your current job that we can turn into an entrepreneurial venture. And that transition is a little bit more seamless, if you will, right? It doesn't seem as clunky or as hard, right? So when I think about Heather and coming from teaching, she's still teaching, right? She still is able to have those moments to where she have teachable moments and fostering and mentoring and nurturing her clients. And honestly, that is the epitome of the entrepreneurial mindset. Let's get back to it. No, mm -hmm. I, I definitely understand that. Uh, the parent company for the startup life is Owls LLC. We're an education consultant firm. So I know exactly uh, those frustrations that you speak of. For, uh, for, yes, for, yes. Yeah, yeah we, we really try to you know, help teachers to kind of break through that restrictions of like administrations and stuff like that. So I kind of, I kind of have an idea of what you're talking about for sure. Love that. Love hearing that. Absolutely. So, you know, while you were there really quickly before we move on, I heard that you kind of worked with a legend at your time as a drama teacher. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. Yes. That was one of the things that I was so, so fortunate to do. So I really worked side by side with Bette Midler. Mm -hmm. uh, the school that I was working in was a public school it, at the time, uh, which I know no longer exists, but it was a very unique structure of the school. It was a, a large New York City public school building. There was over 3,000 kids in the school, but the uniqueness was that they had divided the school into what was called houses at the time. Right, right. Um, so they basically broke this large school into smaller components. And so I worked in the performing arts house and uh, each house had basically a public sponsor, someone from the community who was contributing and giving back, and ours happened to be Bette Midler. So Bette Midler and I completely uh, took a traditional classroom and we redesigned it into a black box theater. Um, so uh, it was just really 
great that we had this classroom that we could basically convert and be donated all the materials to be able to do that. And also while I was there, I directed the first musical that the high school had had in like 20 some odd years. And Bette donated uh, costumes from her previous shows and um, one of her seamstresses uh, who reconfigured the costumes uh, so that they, you know, fit the high school students and were appropriate for the, the show, which was The Wiz. Um, and she came into my classroom a couple of times and, you know, shared her stories and um, worked with the students. and. It was a really, really fabulous collaboration. I feel really grateful to have had that experience. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that story for sure. Mm -hmm. but let me ask you this. So, you know, as your work as the founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement, why does this work matter to you so much, Heather? Yes, love that. Well, I would say it matters because I know for certain that there wasn't anyone doing this work before I started this work. Okay. So as a person who's highly sensitive, again, Dr. Elaine Aaron is really the one who determined, and let me just quickly say what it actually means to be highly sensitive. Okay. Um, you know, first of all, according to Dr. Aaron's research, this is something basically that you're born into the world with it's it's not a, a personality disorder it's not it's not something your parents did to you um or because of that weird drink that you had in college it basically is that you were born into the world with your nervous system wired differently than someone who is not highly sensitive which means that your system processes stimulation at a higher level than someone, again, who is not highly sensitive. So you have an extreme ability to pick up on, you know, details in regards to sight, sound, smell, overall energies, uh, information, and there are definitely pros and cons to this. Now, most of us who are highly sensitive, because this is not something that is standard in education, right? We can go back to that. Right. Most are highly sensitive have learned to try to cope and compensate with the fact that we process differently than those who are not. So I know when I discovered that I was highly sensitive, I thought, oh my gosh, knowing this is going to change everything about how I approach being self-employed. And really from that point on, and again with those first 25 women, I really dedicated myself to creating this great body of work that I continue to create so that those of us who are highly sensitive and are really called to be of service in the world through our businesses can actually be equipped to do just that so that we don't have the experience of you know burning out spinning out and overall just not being able to succeed financially so i know it's made such a difference for me and the way that i'm able to work and be in my business i've seen it have such an incredibly positive impact for those that i mentor and i am absolutely dedicated to continuing this work because again for those of us who are highly sensitive we have something very unique to offer. The issue is that the majority of the world is designed for the other 80%. And I say the other 80% because Dr. 
parents research states that there's 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. So I'm very, very passionate about this because I really truly believe that those of us who are highly sensitive, called to be in business, um, really have an important role to play in shifting the way that our world operates and then therefore contributing to a greater global healing. Thank you for sharing that. And, and Heather, let me just say the reason why I love what you do, because it's one of those things where it's like, I think a lot of us go through life and you know, you talk about the 20% versus the 80%, not that like there's any negative connotations or anything like that. But when you talk about that, I think a lot of people go through life and they're trying to figure out how come this doesn't resonate with me like most people or how come, you know, there are certain things that, you know, that I understand that most people don't understand. Like, because I, I remember asking myself as a kid growing up, like, am I originally from this planet or something yes. like that? And, so, and I actually taken the quiz uh, actually uh, from your website. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm glad you you, you do what you do because it, it, I think, you know, you allow people uh, to kind of get some of their power back to understand like, oh, okay, this explains so much. So I just wanted to point that out. Thank you. I so, so appreciate that. Exactly. Because so many of us who are highly sensitive have spent the majority of our life feeling weird, right? We felt weird. We felt wrong. We felt the, like the odd one out. And, and really what I hear you speaking to is that, as you said, there's not one that's better than another, it, but there is a difference. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that difference. It's learning how to really embrace that difference and allow, and allow that difference to, first of all, be okay, but then also really serve you and what you feel called to accomplish. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, you know, when we talk about highly sensitive entrepreneurs, you may refer to me saying HSE. So it's just an acronym for highly sensitive entrepreneur moving forward. I just wanted to get that out to Startup Nation. Uh, really Great. quickly. Uh, next question. But before I get into that question, I want to kind of preface it with the story. So uh, I think it was like a few years ago here in Memphis, Tennessee. That's where we're based in. Uh, and uh, I went to this carnival. It was called Memphis at the time. And so, you know, the like the, the basket, you know, you try to like, you know, you pay some money to try to like win a teddy bear or yes. something like that. Yes. And they had like the basketball hoop, right? And so I knew uh, through some, I think I was watching 2020 as a kid. I guess, I guess that should let you know what kind of kid I was watching 2020 on Friday night. <laughs> but I remember watching 2020 as a kid and saying like how the rims were kind of like oval shape and it's not really meant for you to kind of like, you know, really, you know, swish it through the first time right, or, or right. perfect order, if case would be. But anyway, I remember walking by with my wife now at the time, or my wife now, girlfriend at the time, and the guy was like, hey, you know, come come get you some, uh, come, come shoot a few hoops so you can win your, your girlfriend a teddy bear. He's like, no, nah, I'm okay. I'm all good. He's like, oh, well, and I guess he was trying to play to my ego or something. Like, oh, well, you probably can't shoot anyway. And I was like, no, nah, I'm fine, man. You know, I'll just keep my $5. And so, <laughs> you know, but it, it leads me to one of the things I wanted to ask you, like those sales conversations, right? Like we're in high pressure sales situations. A lot of times people who are salespeople, they try to either use fear or they try to use like some type of like he tried to play to my male ego or whatever. Uh, but like, well, how come normal sales conversations like that don't work for uh, HSEs? Because I, it, because after I took that the survey on your website, I, I instantly thought about 
that uh, specific scenario uh, back, you know, a few years ago. So how come those conversations don't work on HACs, Heather? Yes. I love this. I love this for so many reasons. One, because I actually worked at a fun park okay. in upstate New York where I grew up. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and I worked the, the games department for a while, and that's just a whole nother conversation. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's a great question in regards to selling. So, you know, one of the things that I like to say is that that more pushy, fear-based approach to selling. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's not only is that, you know, more of the other 80%, but I like to say that it's also very last century. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, that we are meant to be moving in a new direction uh, in this new century. Now, why that approach doesn't work for us highly sensitives is because as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, we can really feel energy deeply. So there are 12 uh, top HSE strengths that I've identified. And there are also 12 top HSE shadows that I've identified. Now, one of the HSE strengths is that we are deep feelers. I will say also strengths, we are deep thinkers. Um, and so we can really uh, feel when something is inauthentic, right? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So sounds kind of maybe what was happening when you, you know, were were at that fair uh, with your girlfriend, now wife, and you sounds like you could kind of like feel from the guy who wanted you to shoot the hoops that you know he wasn't necessarily he didn't necessarily have your best interest in mind, right? Absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. So anything that feels um, inauthentic or out of alignment for us HSEs, we're going to avoid. Mm. Now, what's really important is that, you know, up until the work that I've created and do, so many HSEs who felt called to be self-employed would avoid selling. And I'm sure we can all make a clear that that means that you're going to have a really difficult time being in business. So it's not about selling or not selling. It becomes about the way that you approach selling. So the way that I teach it in my foundational principles and my foundational principle trainings in our six month mentoring program is to shift from selling to serving. So that energetic as well as that mindset shift is first and foremost, important. And then I've also designed and developed the actual practical approach for HSEs to go through the selling process so that you aren't really um, trying to manipulate a person into buying, but instead it's a very collaborative experience and conversation where you're learning more about who the person is, what it is that they need, and really, you know, really being able to deduct together if the work that you do makes sense for that person and what they need. So you shift into serving them and learning how to guide them through the decision-making process. Because that's another thing is that most of us were not taught how to really make decisions from a very deep, you know, genuine, authentic place. Most people 
tend to make decisions from limiting beliefs, um, from, you know, fear. And so when you approach selling in the way that I teach it, you're again, really able to use some of your HSE strengths, such as the strength of being empathetic, such as the strength of being intuitive. Again, that deep thinker, that deep feeler, um, and deep listener is another one of our strengths, which really, really comes in handy when really having, you know, a selling conversation as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Thank you for sharing that. Because like I said, you know, that that interaction really, you know, shaped how I go about selling things, right? Because uh, before we started the company, I used to work, uh, I won't say the name of the bank, I'll say it rhymes with Fel Smargo, right? And so it was a type of environment where it was all about getting sales numbers, getting sales numbers. But when I go back to that experience at the, at, the, at the festival that I was telling you about, that interaction changed my perspective about selling because I was like, I, I don't want to focus on getting the sale. I want to focus on how can I give this person as much value as possible? Because sure. like you were saying earlier, like I feel like that's more authentic and that part matters to me. You know, or like serving, as you say. So thank you for sharing that. Like, you know, I feel like I'm in therapy right now. <laughs> because it, like, it, it explains a lot about, you know, uh, kind of like where, where my lane is, if you will. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. Sure. So you know, let me ask you this, Heather. You know, entrepreneurs consider themselves lifelong learners, always engaged in uh, constant, you know, professional development, whether it be podcasts or books, wherever the case may be. Now, I did a little Facebook stalking and I saw you have a lot of books on your plate for 2019. I see you got In Pieces for <laughs> Sally Peel and A Spark of Light by Jody Pico. But one of the books, uh, probably the hottest book on the planet right now is Becoming by Michelle Obama, which is yeah. kind of the impetus for this question. So it came out uh, in that book that, you know, she has suffered, you know, from what we like to call the imposter syndrome, right? And mm-hmm. I bet that's something that, you know, you probably talk about in your seminars and in your, in your coaching uh, platforms and stuff like that. So, you know, where did this notion come from about the imposter seminar and how do you, you know, help your clients to overcome it? And let me be clear about some startup nation. That's something that happens for not just women, but men as well. We suffer from that from time to time as well. But can you kind of share, you know, where does that imposter syndrome come from and how do we overcome it? Yeah. Well, I think it would be presumptuous for me to, you know, believe that I know where it comes from for all of us. What I can say is what I, you know, understand and know from my research as well as from those highly sensitive entrepreneurs that I mentor, I can to how that comes about as HSEs and where that really stems from is that, as I spoke about earlier, those of us who are highly sensitive are very used to being the odd one out. Mm. So most of us got the message very clearly early on in our lives. And I think I heard you speaking about this a little bit for yourself, Mm. got the message that we're different. Right. Also, you know, as you know, traditional, um, you know, schooling and education, as we've also spoken about, tends to go down. Different isn't necessarily accepted or celebrated. It's not accepted or celebrated in, you know, the curriculum. It's also not accepted and celebrated within the social rankings of most schools. So as highly sensitives, we learn to hide 
are different. And what that led to is what I refer to now as our coping mechanism. So I've identified three coping mechanisms that we tend to come up against as HSEs and how those coping mechanisms are also part of what I refer to as the coping cycle. And very briefly, those, those coping mechanisms are that you either tend to be a pusher or you tend to be a hider or you tend to be a combo platter. So uh, very simplistically, the pusher, the pusher as an HSE will push to get done what an 80%, 80 percenter can easily get done. Yet, even though the pusher will get it done, it will come at a high cost to the HSE, typically in the form of you know, physical uh, health ailments or relationship difficulties. And that was definitely my experience with bringing my business across the million dollar mark for the first time. Sure. The hider will do anything and everything except what is actually needed to move their business forward. So for example, the hider probably has a beautiful website. They probably have the best looking business cards. Their programs are probably fantastically designed, but when it comes to marketing, when it comes to the selling conversations, as we were talking about, mm -hmm. suddenly the hider has to, you know, do the laundry, pick up the kids, make dinner for the spouse, take care gotcha. of them, you know, feed their neighbor's hamster, um, and anything and everything. <laughs> They'll take care of everybody else again, except what's needed to move the business forward. Absolutely. Uh, the combo platter will seesaw back and forth between pushing and hiding and pushing and hiding. And I like to say that that is the HSE definition of insanity because yeah. you will literally drive yourself crazy. So if you are facing the world through the lens of any of those coping mechanisms, you are absolutely going to feel like a fraud. You are going to recognize that you are not showing up, as I also refer to, as your HSE essential self. Because right. if you're coping, then you've bought into the belief that the way of behaving that's natural to you is not acceptable and that you have to do and be someone else in order to be accepted. So again, I can't necessarily speak to everyone and I haven't gotten to that part in the book of becoming yet. For so sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, I will to share that part because it was in the news. I hope I didn't feel too much for you. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but I can speak to HSEs and gotcha. that is a lot where again, that imposter syndrome feeling like a fraud comes from. For sure. Thank you so much. That was powerful. Thank you for sharing that, Heather, for sure. Uh, you know, let me ask you this, because, you know, you have quite a few accolades, 2015 Manhattan Coaching Award and the 2014 Stevie Award, and also even being published uh, in Stepping Stones to Greatness alongside Deepak Chopra. So that's kind of dope. The, uh, but, you know, you also got a, a mug recently that said you are magic on that shit, right? <laughs> and so, you know, and it leads me to, which I absolutely love that, by the way, because I, I think, you know, a, a lot of people who, you know, who consider themselves HSEs, 
you know, they, they're kind of afraid to beat their chest a little bit. So why is it okay for you to be a little feisty, beat your chest a little bit and not be afraid of your own success? Yes, I so love that. So that was a mug that I got from uh, one of the members of the Business Miracles community and I loved it and it made me laugh um, for many reasons, including that it was the second mug that I've received that had the word shit on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from other highly sensitives. Um, and I love that mug so much because I do know that the work that I do um, with all the HSEs in our Business Miracles Mentoring Program uh, really is, it is miraculous. You know, the what we are creating um, are absolutely, truly business miracles. You know, we have highly sensitives who have had a calling, have a longing to be able to succeed in business, haven't been able to do it. They come into the Business Miracles Mentoring Program and they're able to do it. They're serving, they feel fulfilled, and their bank accounts are reflecting that work. Sure. And I think it's so important that, you know, whatever field you're in or whatever your business is, that let me say it this way because I want to go back to what we were talking about in terms of that authenticity and essential self. For sure. There's a big difference between a lot of the empty bragging that tends to happen, you know, on oh, social media these yeah. days. The, the famous know? Instagrampreneurs. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. Versus when you really know to your core that you're doing good work, right? That you're sure. doing good work in the world. Um, and, and why not own that? Because through owning it, you actually then open the door wider. One, for others to genuinely own their own experience in all Absolutely. regards. And then also to be able to serve and support others. And I also think it's really important to have fun and especially on social media where there can be so much posturing and there you know is truly such a filter in terms of what's shared um, and I remember when I first started off in the coaching industry and I would go to these events and you know whoever uh, the main speaker and presenter was they would have like bodyguards around them and you know like fashion shoots and I was like what is happening here like right. this is supposed to be a learning environment right this isn't right. you know this isn't the the Hollywood world of entertainment um, so, <laughs> gotcha. yeah so I think it's just so so valuable to again you know do good work own the good work and be willing to have fun when you're doing it Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Real quick, Heather, before we go to break, what's your average day look like from sunup to sundown? Be specific as possible. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't have an average day, so okay. that's first and foremost. Okay. Uh, but I can say that I definitely take my time getting up and getting going. Um, that is definitely a big part of what I value in terms of my HSE lifestyle. Um, I always say it takes me a while to kind of readjust to this physical world from like, you know, the dream sleep world. So yeah. I really take my time. Uh, I do, you know, forms of energy management, which is, you know, a technique that I teach in my programs. Um, take time to do a little bit of yoga, stretching, get out, take a walk. Uh, and then, you know, I usually will start my 
connection part of my day, let's say, you know, around 11 or 12. That will be like maybe when I first connect with my team um, over email or if we have a, a video team meeting or I'll connect and have a great conversation with someone like the one that I'm having with you. Awesome. You know, Thank you. Or you're welcome. Or be teaching a class or connecting, you know, for a private mentor call. So it varies, but that morning time, that's pretty sacred. Gotcha. Okay. Pretty cool. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How you like being on the start of life so far, Heather? I am loving it. Awesome. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're getting great value from Heather's content, but we got to pay a few bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. Startup Life Reach is growing. Wouldn't you like your business to grow with it? Reach out to us to advertise on the Startup Life. You can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askalsolutions.com. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like this is a great music to have break on, but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music, but your business being advertised on it? Need more content from the Startup Life, you say? You can now sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass on the Binge Podcast Network's Patreon page. There is exclusive content written by yours truly, video content where I share even more of my business philosophies and whatever crazy content I can think of out of that crazy head of mine. And at only $5 a month, yeah, $5 a month, this is more content for you, Startup Nation, to really get ahead of your competition. So instead of upsizing that meal at your favorite fast food joint, you can now invest in yourself on your path to entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So Heather, let me ask you this. How did you come up for the name you know, of your company and your community. Why not call it like the H Dominic coaching agency or something like that? Why'd you call it what you decided to go with? Yeah. Um, well, it's very, very purposeful as okay. so many things that I do. So first of all, I've been a student of the psychological and spiritual teaching called A Course in Miracles since I was about 14 years old, which is uh, when my mother passed away. She was in a bicycle accident. And Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And I'm sure, you know, you all listening can understand the difficulty, you know, 
of losing a parent just in general, but definitely at that young age and, you know, and a mother and daughter. And so I really turned to A Course in Miracles, first starting with the interpretations from Marianne Williamson, who um, has done a lot of writing, you know, based on the course and then my own work with the course. And one of the primary teachings of A Course in Miracles is that the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. So when I first discovered that I was highly sensitive, like I've shared, and also discovered how important it is for those of us who are highly sensitive to approach our business differently, it really clicked for me that what is needed for us HSEs to succeed is that shift in perception, that we really must be willing to look at ourselves differently, again, that there's not anything wrong with us, and we must be willing to look at business differently, such as we've talked about in terms of shifting from selling to serving, and we must look at what it means to operate a business differently. So again, for example, like I just shared, you know, my day does not start at 8 a.m. or even 9 a.m. And that's very, you know, anti the traditional teaching training that you might find, you know, in a, you know, in an Ivy League MBA program, for For example. And that's really where the name Business Miracles came from, that that is what's needed for us HSEs to succeed, a shift in perception, a business miracle. So that's the name of my business. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And you're right. You know, that that, that really does go against the the typical anti-entrepreneurial lifestyle by like, you know, up by 4.30 and on a treadmill and then you run like 30 miles on a treadmill and then you get up, you know, you go at eight o'clock and like, hit the, you know, the office and stuff like that. So you're absolutely right, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Startup Nation, you know, when you go to businessmiracles.com, the link is there in the show notes for easy access. You can also take the HSE assessment, which I took uh, as well. After you take that assessment, you're sending an HSE success guide, which serves as a support system to fully understand no, uh, you being an HSE. And when I took it, it says I was super highly, a super highly sensitive entrepreneur. And so it shares certain characteristics like, you know, you're creative and stuff like that. But it also shares that you're not a big fan of narcissists. I know I'm definitely not a fan of, of, of narcissistic behavior. But, you know, but it also said, Heather, that we attract narcissists. Why is that? Yes, yes. I love that you took the quiz. I love that you actually read the success guide. <laughs> um, and I really, really appreciate that. No worries. Yeah, because when you take the quiz, you'll find out if you're somewhat super or if you're like me, you're super uber um, right. HSE. And depending on where you, you fall, your success guide will, will match what your needs are. Right. So in regards to attracting narcissists, this is also what I often refer to as the stranger incident. Okay. So for those of us who are highly sensitive we will often have the experience where strangers will seek us out. 
and will be that person at the party, on the bus, mm. on the subway, in the grocery store, where someone that you don't know, a complete stranger, is going to come up to you and they're going to tell you their deepest and darkest secrets. Right. And then they're going to leave. And you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I am totally overloaded. I'm totally overwhelmed by you know everything that this person just shared. So why does that happen? And why do we often attend to also attract narcissists in relationships? Because we do have the ability, as I said, we have those HSE strengths to listen deeply, to feel mm. deeply. That makes to, complete sense. Yes, to think deeply, to be empathic. And someone who is not highly sensitive, does not have those strengths, is going to be able to pick up on that. And they'll recognize that you'll take on their energy. They'll, you'll take it in. So they can basically, for lack of a better way of saying it, dump it on you. They feel so much better. And you're left kind of feeling like you've just been, you know, slimed. Like, uh, you right. know, the 80s movie, The Ghostbusters. For sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, so what's really important is that as HSEs, you learn how to set boundaries so that you choose who you're interacting with, how you're interacting with them, when you're interacting with them, when someone is allowed to basically you know, enter your HSE field, and ideally, again, if you really are serious about the E part of being an HSE, you're setting up your business so that you are compensated for that service mm. versus, again, when someone just finds you at a party, tells you their deepest, darkest secret, you know, you most likely will just naturally offer some insight, some counsel, some advice because it just comes naturally to you. They walk away. They feel so much better. You are totally overwhelmed uh, emotionally and energetically and wiped out and have nothing to show for it. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> Absolutely not, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, Heather, on your website, you know, you see that, you know, you want people to join your community, they have to apply there. Does that mean that not everybody gets to be part of the community or what is that all about? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, you know, you have to know that you're highly sensitive. Um, you know, that really only makes sense because that's who the mentoring programs are geared towards. Um, and also, we just really want to be able to have a conversation um, and find out more about, you know, who you are and what you're looking for and make sure that the work that we do really makes sense for you. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Let me ask you this, because, you know, you talk to your community about becoming friends with time, right? You know, time is important. Why is that? Yes. So that is really about basically developing a different relationship with time. Okay. So similar to how I just shared a little bit about, you know, my day to day of being in my business as highly sensitive entrepreneurs, we need different things in terms of how we work and, and most specifically how we work best. So yeah. what happens is that as HSEs, you will come up against a lot of limiting beliefs 
because as you were mentioning, I think it was right before we went to break, mm -hmm. is that um, the traditional training that's out there, especially for entrepreneurs, right. you know, say things like you should be up at five o'clock in the morning. That's the time when you're going to write your book, you know, or you're going to like, you know, work out from like five to 6 a.m. And then your day starts at seven and you, you know, go, go, go. And you'll, if you're really serious about, you know, business success, you'll put in everything you've got, you know, every single moment. And just even reading a paragraph or just even listening to myself speak right now, I feel right. super exhausted and tired. Yeah. And and then the next place my mind goes is, I'm not going to be able to do that. And then the next place that my mind goes is, I'm not going to be able to do that, which means I can't succeed, which means I can't have what I want. So we have to really cut that. We have to you know, shortcut that thought pattern. Mm -hmm. And we have to shift uh, looking at the way that we, again, relate with and work with time. And as highly sensitive entrepreneurs really learn how to approach time differently, what they tend to discover, which has definitely been the case for myself, is how much can get done in so much less time mm -hmm. when you learn how to work with your own circadian rhythm, meaning right. when you work best and learning to use your strengths like your intuitive nature, for example, rather than following only the logical linear you know, use of time and strategy as is typically taught by the other 80%. Uh, let me ask you this. You know, what do you envision for your company uh, over the next three to five years? Where do you see it going? Yeah, my intention is always to be able to reach uh, as many HSEs worldwide as possible. And so my intention is, is that we are really, truly able to do exactly that. Uh, really not only multiply the number of highly sensitive entrepreneurs that we're serving, but also the corners of the world in which we're serving them. So for example, uh, we just had our first HSE from the Middle East enroll in okay. one of our mentoring programs. Nice. And that is super, super exciting to me mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, Again, 20% of us are highly sensitive worldwide. A smaller percentage are called to be entrepreneurs. The more HSEs we have being successful in business around the world, I am really, really, truly convinced we have the opportunity you know, to turn the darkness, the dark direction that our world is heading in in many ways. We have the opportunity to turn it towards the light. I believe that as well, Heather. I, I definitely share that sentiment for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So, you have an amazing podcast called the Business Miracles Podcast, right? And Startup Nation, you can listen to that podcast on any major uh, podcast platform that you listen to. And I actually have a link in the show notes for easy access. But Heather, tell us what we can expect from the Business Miracles Podcast when we listen to it. Thank you so much. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm most proud of in regards to the Business Miracles Podcast is it's a place where listeners can receive actual 
uh, teachings and trainings for HSEs. And you can also have the opportunity, what we're starting in 2019, is where you can hear other HSEs and their stories. Okay. So the intention of the podcast is to equip, equip you with teachings and tools that you can begin using for yourself right away, very similar to the success guide that we were talking about, right. but also so that you can you can receive evidence that other highly sensitives are doing what you so long to be doing for yourself, that it is absolutely possible. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. And so with that being said, you know, you are a content making machine, Heather. You're, you're, you're like, you know, like, like on all the major platforms and Startup Nation, all those platforms, all those links. So everywhere you can look, catch Heather's content is there in the show notes as well. But, you know, I wanted to ask you this, like, what's your process Heather, when you create content to make sure that the consumer of that content is getting value from it. Well, like, what's that process for you? Thank you so much. I just really appreciate, you're so obviously highly sensitive, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> I so appreciate your, you know, thoroughness and your attention to detail, which is totally an HSE strength. Thank you. Um, and, and, and yeah, just really taking the time to uh, recognize that I do create a lot of content and and asking me about the process. I just so, sure. so appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. Um, so, because literally no one has ever asked me this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, yes. So first and foremost, I am a teacher at heart. Mm. Right? That is that is absolutely, I can confidently say, my life purpose. So uh, if you want to look at it to some degree that my time in the traditional high school classroom was a training, if you will, for okay. work that I do now. I was always looking as a high school teacher for creative ways to be able to deliver the teaching to my students. It was so important to me that all of the learners and the different types of learners in the room were being served. Sure. Um, whether it was because I taught English and then I also uh, taught drama. So I was really trained, if you will, how to you know, take a standard curriculum, work with it creatively, although I will also say that is one of our HSE strengths. We are very, very creative by nature. Sure. Um, but to work with it creatively so that, again, it could really be received by each student. And that is the same approach that I've taken into my business. So I am consistently committed to serving the HSEs who are in the Business Miracles community and what it is that not only that they want, but most importantly, what they need. So I'm very in tune with, you know, the learning process that's taking place for each HSEs and working closely with my team. We work closely together as it to really uh, track the progress as well as to serve the progress of every single member in the community. We have copious notes in every single member's file. Mm. And I'm working off of that information to assess what is it that this community needs to be able to go to the next level of their learning. So I mentioned earlier, I lead two in-person training retreats a year, one in the spring and one in the fall for the members of the Business Miracles community. And I create new content every time. 
Okay. So that I am committed to my own growth and evolution. And then therefore I am committed to the growth and evolution of the community, which is again, every HSE in the community. So it's really both that skill, but also the passion and the drive that really is the, the impetus for, for what it is that I create. Because, you know, like as a, a standard classroom teacher, it kind of always bugged me. Like those teachers who were just using like the same handouts year right. after year. Right. Um, I just never really wanted to be that person. Um, and I feel the same in terms of the work that I do now. I know that there's, you know, a lot of coaches out there and they basically just keep marketing the same program over and over and over again. Um, and I'm not interested in that because again, I'm really interested in, you know, our evolution and deepening, you know, our, our skills and strengthening our strengths. So as part of that, you know, there are members in the Business Miracles community who have, you know, been in the community two, three, four, five plus years. One, because there's no community like this anywhere else. There's a real sense of acceptance that happens within the community where, again, as HSEs, we're used to being the odd ones out. And right. then suddenly you can be in a community where like other people really get you. And that in itself is super powerful. And then you Absolutely. add to that, um, you know, that I'm always deepening and widening widening the teachings. And so that's why transformation really happens in our community. I mean, you look at people and they are not the same person that they were when they entered into the community. It's, it's, it's really quite remarkable. Right. And you know, my, my wife was the teacher by trade. She, she's actually the one that started the company. I was more of the business mind, but I've kind of picked up some of the things that she's kind of taught me. I've been kind of like, you know, become her, you know, kind of a, a student of hers as, as we move forward in our, in our company. Uh, but she always talks about that differentiation between students. And so it seems like you use that same kind of model with the people that in your community. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure, Heather. That's, yes. that's awesome. Yes, we really, really do. Because though we're all highly sensitive entrepreneurs, we are all unique within our, you know, highly sensitive traits and abilities. And, you know, there are definitely different learners, which I'm sure your wife is familiar with. You have those who, for example, are auditory learners, those who are visual learners, those Absolutely. who are learners. And so we're really always, you know, trying to, to have that in mind with what's being developed and how it's being delivered and the facilitation that's happening. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. I feel like I'm talking to my wife for just a second. When you, <laughs> when you talk about auditory learners, kinesthetic learners, stuff like that, she talks about that all the time for sure. Yes. Thank you yes. for sharing that for sure. Uh, Heather, I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours and why? Mm, I love that because I often refer to our HSE strengths as superpowers. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that my superpower is that uh, real ability to listen to, let's say, complicated sharing or information and really being able to quickly distill what a person needs and then be able to communicate that need to them with a solution in a way that they can take in, interpret, integrate, and begin to implement. I definitely really have that superpower, which is why we're able to, you know, serve 
a wide community, uh, but each member in such an individualized way. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Once again, we want to thank you, Heather, for coming on the Startup Life. We definitely do appreciate it. Like I said, I feel like I've been in therapy for the past hour. So you, you, you've opened up my eyes and you've made me feel even more accepted within myself uh, after talking to you. So I, I appreciate that. Last question before we let you go. Uh, there's an entrepreneur out there, Heather, that's, that's on the ropes. They're, they're kind of stuck in their business and they're thinking about quitting. Or there's an entrepreneur out there who, you know, who wants to start a company, but they're, 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 they're kind of scared. Give them a little bit of motivation to go ahead and just tell them to just keep moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Well, the first thing that I would say is, you know, do a check-in for yourself. Ask yourself why you want what you want. That is so important because so often we're driven towards something. And when we check in, we're like, wait a minute, you know, I'm not really sure that I want that thing or I want it in this way. Or you check in and then you're, you are confirming for yourself, yes, I do want this. And that confirmation can be that, that motivation to you know, shift out of the funk and shift back into focus. Um, and I'll also say that you know I have for sure been there many times for myself and done that check-in, reminded myself, you know, why is it that I want this and what am I willing to do to create it? So you can absolutely do the same for yourself. When you take a moment to check in, you take take a moment to get quiet, take a moment to get still, you know, that inner voice will speak to you and it will remind you why you're called to do what you're called to do. Thank you so much, Heather. And so that's going to wrap up the startup life for today. Heather, did you enjoy being on the show? I loved being on this show. I'm so glad to hear what you received. And I just so appreciated our conversation. And like I said, your thoroughness and your attention to detail and um, pure energy of really wanting to serve those who are listening to startup. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Would you be willing to come back on the show at one point? Or time? I would love to. Please. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take. What Heather Dominic is doing is truly amazing. Let me explain why. Number one, she's allowing people who have been highly sensitive, unbeknownst to them, to finally understand that not only what's going on with them and why they fall into that 20%, but that more importantly, it's okay to be in that 20%. Just because they don't do things how other people do, or as you know, Heather puts it, the 80%, that's okay you have the ability to still contribute to the world, especially as an entrepreneur. Number two, in building this community, she's allowing this place for those highly sensitive entrepreneur attributes to be fostered and nurtured and progress and grown over time. It's almost kind of like when you think about Professor X and the X-Men, right? But the thing is, is that she's created this platform for not only for people to scale their businesses as entrepreneurs, but honestly, people who are going to go forward and change the world. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or like to advertise on our show, please send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as can be now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite platform to get your podcast on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. 
Also, don't forget to sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass to get exclusive content. This is exclusively on the Binge Podcast Network's Patreon page. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life.